0: This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station.
1: 20th. I kind of want to focus on the big news today with the provincial government coming up with funding for the Green Line. Let's hope the new Green Line, once it is built, has air-conditioned cars. Mayor Nenshi joining us on the phone. Hello, Mayor Nenshi.
0: Hi, Angela, and yes, it will.
1: And yes, it will. Thank you very much. When will we actually see this line constructed
0: well, it's going to take a long time to build. We're building the hardest part of it first, but we hope to have passengers operating on this, uh, operating, that's a funny word, riding the train uh, in the 2026 time frame.
1: You might be able to save some costs if you actually have the riders operating it as well. Maybe that could I cut down on costs. I think you've given
0: me a brilliant idea.
1: <laughs> and let's talk about the costs. So today the NDP ponies up with, what was it, $1.5 or $1.53?
0: $1. 1. $1.53 billion matching the previous commitment of the federal government the city of calgary has put in 1.56 so roughly a 33 33 33 split which is uncommon municipalities don't often put in that much but this is a giant project and just to to give people some context it's not only the largest public works project in calgary's history it is three times larger than the second largest public works project so it is a big big project and a big deal
1: It could have been a lot bigger, though. We're just doing 20K of the 46K line, correct?
0: Yes, the 20 most complicated kilometers. We decided that we would start with the hardest part first which involves some significant crossings of the Bow River and a tunnel through the downtown and the belt Beltline. Uh, you know there were a number of different ways of thinking about this but it made sense to me since we have to build that part to, for the line to be functional to build that first so that although that's an eight or nine year construction process by the time that's done we will have figured out the financing to build the rest of it so I'm still hopeful that the rest of it will be built roughly on the original time frame because we always knew it would take 10 years to build the complicated part, um, but we still have to find the funding for that.
1: And there's been lots of criticism about the funding because at one point we understood the entire 46K would have been about $4.6 billion. Now we're hearing that the 20K, the shortened version, is about, for, about the same price. So you got to explain it to my listeners because we've got a lot of criticism about why suddenly we're only getting 20K with uh, the same amount of money that we would have spo- supposedly paid for the entire line.
0: Well, it's not all that sudden. Uh, You know, we've been having these discussions quite openly uh, with the community for the last year, year and a half or so. And it fundamentally comes down to questions of design. And so one of the questions that I've asked many times, in fact, on your show is, we have to decide if good enough is good enough. And so that original cost estimate was for something that would run along the Centre Street Bridge, that would take away a few lanes of traffic uh, on Centre Street North, uh, and that would run at surface level downtown like the current C train runs along 7th Avenue. And the more work that we did on this, the more we realized that it wasn't going to work. It was going to tie up traffic too much, it was a bit too complicated, and that it really did require a a better future proofed system. And so fundamentally, the cost increases because of the underground tunneling. And so what you're going to see is a line that starts in the community of Crescent Heights. It starts by connecting with the new North Crosstown uh, Bus Rapid Transit along the Trans-Canada Highway 16th Ave. Uh, And then it goes underground right away. And it'll stay underground through the entire downtown, underneath the railroad tracks, through the Beltline, and then it'll pop up um, to the surface on 10th Avenue in between Victoria Park and the East Village, then through to Inglewood and Ramsey all the way down to Shepherd uh, 130th South. So it's, it's still gigantic. It's still really, really big, but it all, it is also future-proofed. It won't interfere with traffic. It won't interfere with development uh, in the downtown core or along Center Street South. So, you know, I pushed back on council and said, Do you want to build it to this level of quality right from the beginning, or is good enough, good enough? And Council and the community, frankly, very much said no. Spend the money and do it right now so that we don't have the problems we're seeing along 7th Ave many years in the future.
1: Will the line through Victoria Park lead to a new arena?
0: Well, that is a uh, good question. Certainly the plan, uh, the Victoria Park Arena plan, would be very, very well served because it would still be served by the existing Red Line uh, Victoria Park Stampede Station as well as by the new East Village Victoria Park Station on 10th Avenue. The really interesting thing about the 10th Avenue Station is it's actually a couple of blocks away from the arena, which may sound, you know, well, why wouldn't you build it right under the arena? But the whole premise of the arena in Victoria Park is to spur development in the neighbourhood. So if we can build a really interesting five-minute walk between the station and the arena that is bars and restaurants and entertainment complexes, that actually becomes really attractive. So one of the benefits of the choice of putting that station at 10th Avenue is actually that it should be able to spur a spine of development between the station and a proposed new arena.
1: Mary Nancy, go back to the cost because uh, definitely the city and you in particular faced a lot of criticism from some of the federal MPs, uh, Michelle Rempel, to name one, when uh, she was saying, how come the cost has changed? Two years ago, the conservative government of the day was coming forward with $1.5 billion, you know, the biggest federal government investment in the city. And And then she's saying, why are we not getting an entire line? Is that in line with the the change of the focus or the scope of this project, that that's why it has changed so much from when the conservatives put the well, 1.5 on there, the there, table? There's,
0: there's two things here. The first is the thing that I already explained around the change in the design. The second is bluntly sheer politics. Uh, you know, had... Ms. Rempel and others, been actually paying attention to the community consultations. They wouldn't have been so shocked. And frankly, they were paying attention, and they weren't that shocked. This is a lot of after-the-fact pearl-clutching here. Um, but what actually happened was that the, federal, the former federal government, um, in almost a deathbed conversion just before the election, uh, you know, decided they wanted to fund this thing. And we hadn't done the design work. We hadn't done the studies at all. And you know this has never before or since happened to me um, in my job as mayor. When you get a call saying, "All right, we're going to fund one third of this project. Tell us how much it costs," and we said, "Well, we haven't done the desired work yet. We really don't know." And the answer we got from the federal government at that time is give us a really expensive version and we'll fund one-third of that now the city doesn't normally do things like that normally we craft a business case we do all the development we figure out precisely what it's going to cost and then we make a funding request which is exactly what happened with the provincial government but the federal government facing an election wanted to do it quickly and so no one ever said that that was a final cost that was a best guess estimate being driven by the fact that there was a federal election coming so it's a bit funny for um, Ms. Rempel and others to say, well, we want the whole thing. And, you know, if she can think of a way to build the whole thing for that cost, I'd love to hear it.
1: And even when we talk about costs, though, do we uh, take into account what the the debt financing is going to cost us? Because that's the the other big question here.
0: The really good news about today's announcement, and one of the reasons I'm so pleased about it, is that the provincial government will be funding it over an eight-year time frame, which is almost exactly the construction time so the money will come in and it'll go out almost at the same time so the debt on the provincial portion is actually going to be next to zero uh, because it's really timed closely with construction the federal government is looking to fund it over ten or eleven years we don't yet have the cash flows if it's going to be back end loaded the provinces it's uniform it's the same amount every year pretty much um, so we'll have to figure out what the financing looks like on the federal portion but again because it's ten or eleven years and it's going to take nine years to build There's not going to be a ton of interest there. We'll be able to manage the cash flow there. We do have a small hole. Well, it's a big hole, but I think one we can manage on the city portion because the city's portion, of course, is that famous $52 million and that is being paid out over 30 years. So we will have to figure out how to finance the city's portion of that debt and that's something that the new council will have to decide when it sets its budget in November.
1: I've set things up. Now I want to open up the phone lines 403-974-8255. Mm-hmm. I only have Marianchi till 3:30, so don't sit there and think, "Oh, I wanted to ask this about the green line or this," and then it's over. So I'll uh, And by say- the way, Angela,
0: yeah. I'll warn you in advance. I'm not even sure you have me till 3:30. Okay, let's
1: let's do her. Let's uh, take a break here right. quickly, get the phone calls lined up and we're back with Mary after this, all right, let's uh, get to the texts and phone calls so I don't run out of time before I run out of the mayor 403 974 8255. Terry, you get the first question to Mayor Nancy.
0: Okay, there are two very quick ones. Hi, How Terry. How much is the initial budget for this middle section of the green line? Uh, about 4.6 billion. Is that the final answer? It is the final answer, and it includes a very healthy contingency, so the odds of it going above uh, over budget are very low. I'm actually hopeful that if we can get the requests for a proposal out quickly, we might be able to achieve some savings there and build a little more within the same budget envelope. Thank you.
1: All right. Thanks, Terry. Uh, 403-974-8255. Let's get through some texts here as well. A uh, question, why didn't you go to the airport right away and did it have something to do with the taxi lobby? But um, that, I that, I that goes back that. to the I line. I can
0: answer that. It's an easy one. So the airport tunnel is that we built uh, a few years ago now is necessary for train connection to the airport from the blue line, from the northeast line. And so the long-term plan is to build from the blue line on the northeast side through the airport we don't know what the technology will look like to connect with the green line so the two will connect at 96th Avenue slash airport trail However, the blue line doesn't go that far north yet, it stops at Saddletown, and the green line uh, in Phase 1 will not go that far north either. But certainly when we get that far north, one of the next steps is then to connect the two. Um, but we didn't have the budget or the timing to be able to get that far north qu- that quickly. Uh, the only way I could see that changing is if... Uh, infrastructure funding becomes a significant part of some other program. I don't know, like an Olympics bid, for example. But in the Route Ahead plan, which is our 30-year plan for transit, the airport link was always meant to come after the red and blue line because it has to link to something.
1: I'm I'm glad you mentioned the Olympics, because I know that decision is still being made. Is there a concern that we've got the federal government coming up with money for this, Uh, we've got the provincial government, we're we're talking, you know, three billions between the two levels of government. Is there a concern that if we even want to do an Olympic bid, that they're saying, wait, we've already given Calgary enough?
0: Absolutely, that's true. Uh, And it's important for the city to really be clear on what our priorities are. Now of course we're talking about completely different pockets of funding and in fact building the Green Line would enable uh, potential Olympic works along the Green Line which would actually be very cool especially uh, in the East Village part. Uh, So it kind of all goes together but it is also very separate. That said, you know the federal government does fund a couple of major, major sporting events per decade from a completely different pot of money so it would be tough for me to say they would give up on their option to do it in calgary because they've already funded transit in calgary we also need to remember that this federal government is funding mega transit projects in every city so it wouldn't put us at a, a worse placing than another city i think
1: i'm getting a number of texts reminding mayor nancy that it's all one taxpayer no matter how you're splitting this up whether it's federal provincial or municipal it all comes from one taxpayer
0: True, but it's also different forms of taxation. So to be clear, the uh, the municipal money, the money from the city of Calgary, is our only source of taxation income, which is property tax. And it's a terrible form of taxation. We've talked about that many times, but it's what we've got. The federal money is through their federal infrastructure funding, which is taxes, of course, paid by people across the country, including sales tax, uh, income taxes, and corporate taxes. The provincial funding is entirely from the carbon levy. Uh, And, you know, I can let the provincial government explain their reasoning there, but it is all part of their climate leadership plan. And, you know, to me, if I've got to pay a carbon levy, I am very, very pleased that that money is coming back to Calgary.
1: Let's get another couple of phone calls here before we have to say goodbye to Mayor Nancy. Uh, Hello, Ethan. Hi there. What's your question for Mayor Nancy?
0: Well, the uh, issue I have is I've lived up in uh, Country Hills, Hanson Ranch, Panorama area for almost 20 years, and I think the density is really high up there. There seems to be one of the biggest communities in the city. Absolutely. And I'm, uh, it's a little disappointing to see that the, the uh, station at, I don't know where you called where Vivo is, isn't mm-hmm. happening. And I, I was told that 20 years ago when I bought my first house up there, and it's, it's disappointing. It'll get there. Uh, it will get there. And we're committed to make that happen. Um, and the thing I think that I, I need to be very clear about is the incredibly long time frames for construction that were always there. And so the thought always was, and I think we were not clear in communicating this, that it would take ten years to build that tunnel part downtown. So by the time we actually got to the ends at both Seaton and um, North Point near Vivo, um, it would be after ten years because we have to build the middle part first mm-hmm. so i 'm Still very hopeful that we'll actually get there very close to the original schedule. Um, I've got a, f- I or a future mayor has to find the funding to make that happen, but that is absolutely the goal, especially on the north part. The Center Street corridor is the busiest transit corridor in the city. People use transit; sure. they use it a lot. The 300 and so, 301 is solid. The you know, three hundred and three is full all the time. Right? The three hundred is supposed to be an airport bus. That's why we put it in, but it's used for commuters up to Ninety Sixth Avenue and uh, so it is absolutely a priority to both do short-term improvements to the 301 300 just to keep people moving but actually to transition that to train just as soon as we can so well phase one only goes to Crescent Heights I'm still extremely hopeful that we're gonna get all the way to North Point uh, pretty much on the original schedule the only thing is I think a lot of people didn't realize the original schedule always was 10 plus years of construction to get there
1: Ethan thanks for the call and let me just slip in a couple of quick texts before we say goodbye Uh, could you You asked the mayor, will the funding from the government still be in place if there's a change in government?
0: I'm so glad you're asking me this question. And because this is actually super important. The funding from the provincial government comes from the carbon Mm line. And you said at the very beginning that the NDP had come up with the funding. I don't see it that way. I see this as a binding contract with the government of Alberta. And it is a contract that the government of Alberta is now bound to keep regardless of who that government is. So what I'm basically saying is if you're serious about being premier and you're saying we're getting rid of the carbon levy as Bill 1, then you've got to tell me how you're going to pay this money. I don't care how you pay it. But you've got to justify to the citizens of Calgary how you're going to pay it because there is no way – that we're going to leave a hole in the ground after having had a commitment from the from the government of alberta so regardless of who the government of alberta is they will have to continue this commitment
1: and a final text uh, just a comment let's acknowledge shane keating for his terrific advocacy you, to bring the train you, to the deep you. southeast despite the incredibly high ridership up center street
0: thank you thank you thank you so many people have worked so hard on this and you know On your show, and when we call in, we always want to see the negative. This is an unbelievably good day for Calgary. It's the largest single investment in infrastructure in Calgary's history, and it has taken so much work. You know, seven years ago, when I released my transit plans, I want people to remember that the north-central LRT was supposed to go up the Nose Creek Valley, where nobody lives and nobody works. It would have served no no one. And the southeast LRT was going to stop south of the tracks and never actually make it downtown. And we had to create the Route Ahead plan to look at what we're really trying to do. And at that time, the, the um, southeast was supposed to be a bus rapid transit because we thought we could never do the green line all at once as LRT. And Shane Keating, Councillor Keating, said that's not good enough. And Jeff Binks and the citizens who were working on the LRT on the green group said, that's not good enough. And they pressured me and they pressured the federal government and they pressured the provincial government and said, we've got to get to LRT right now. So, you know, I was just saying, Ethan, that we weren't clear that that's a lot of construction to get to Vivo, but we're actually building the Green Line LRT 30 years ahead of schedule. And I think that's something to be really proud of. And I don't take all the credit for that. And I'm so happy that I was reminded on the show to thank Councillor Shane Keating, who bleeds green, who has worked so hard for this. To thank all the citizens in North Central and South Calgary, especially the LRT on the green people. Uh, And to thank all my council colleagues. With one or two exceptions, they have never wavered in saying we are bold, we are aggressive, and we're going to get this thing built.
1: July 20th, we'll talk to you again.
0: Can't wait. Happy Stampede, everyone. Yahoo.
1: All right, Mayor Nancy, thank you very much. And as I said, this wasn't uh, our normal one. We just knew that that big announcement was coming out, and we wanted to get him on. And um, July 20th is when he'll be back for his regular chat so that you can ask a broad range of questions. However, I, I still want to delve into this because, yes, I know Mayor Nenshi is thrilled that the provincial government has come up with the $1.53 And basically, with the three levels of government, they've managed to split it up in thirds. And yes, we're all paying for it because no matter what the tax system is, it still is coming from us. But I, I think that's the, the the disappointing part. And a lot of people are, are still cre- questioning how come it started out as 46 kilometers, now it's 20 kilometers? I'm I'm hoping Mayor Nancy was able to say exactly what the thinking was two years ago with the federal government at the time, wanting to say we want to be able to give a good infrastructure funding to Calgary, what's it going to take? And they worked on the numbers they had, but since then... I mean, I think it's ludicrous to think that it couldn't be anything but a tunnel under Center Street Bridge. And it is going to be expensive. But I want to hear from you. 403-974-8255. I've got to get through some more texts as well. Let's keep this conversation going after the news. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.